this episode of the podcast, I'd like to welcome a true adventurer, Emil Greenson, founder of Arctic Trucks and uh, an intrepid Antarctic explorer. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Um, I wonder, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to found Arctic Trucks and a little bit about its history and origins? Thank you, Mark. Thank you for inviting me. Um, yes, so... Um, um, uh, myself, uh, I'm basically uh, born uh, in Reykjavik in Iceland. Uh, I grew up in the north part of Iceland, where it's, it's just a bit more harsh conditions. Um, and I, I uh, later on uh, moved back to Reykjavik. Uh, I did study in in the US uh, MBA. I came to Toyota in uh, 19 end of or in 1989. And basically, that's where we can maybe start this story. Um, and uh, when I joined Toyota Iceland, there uh, I was I joined as a marketing director, and I had a aim to make the Toyota customers uh, the happiest uh, customers of of uh, car car customers in Iceland. And I started analyzing uh, all the aspects of how do you make customer um, happy. Uh, and um, one of the things that uh, I noticed in this was that uh, uh, there were quite many uh, customers asking uh, um, for help in improving their cars. So people were buying Hilux and Land Cruisers and they were putting on bigger tires uh, so they could drive, it could service them more in, in, in the wilderness of Iceland or wilderness in basically on it could be on on highway one you know but but there is snow and, and 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 rough roads and rivers and stuff like that was something people were dealing with and and people had already discovered that if you put a large tires or larger tires under the car quite large um, and you used low uh, tire pressure uh, you completely got into a new dimension of of how much a car could do compared to a normal car driving with a metal change or something on it on, on the tires or normal four by four and uh, but uh, the way people were doing this was uh, they were taking the cars basically uh, putting in very large tires uh, in a very let's say un uh, uh, they were not doing it in a very professional way. It was it was like a, a bit of a mess. So so the vehicles became uh, quite uh, uh, what should I say dangerous uh, to drive. Uh, they became very difficult to to repair, and um, uh, you know the warranty and and all these issues became quite big because uh, there were rust issues and there were all sorts of issues. So so basically, when I joined joined Toyota. Uh, Iceland, uh, Toyota, and together with basically every other distributor for, for manufacturers in Iceland, they were very much against this. Uh, so they basically asked uh, uh, people not to do this. And uh, coming from uh, MBA marketing, you, you're supposed to listen to the customer, you're supposed to need, meet their needs and stuff like that. But what I could hear Mao people saying was that you lose the warranty, we can't service you. They're basically threatening the customer. If they do this, you know, we, we can't help you. you you're, you're on your own. 
and I found that a bit of a uh, not really the the right way to go. So um, I started uh, maybe not specifically for uh, you know I, I had some interest in in off-roading and then I had experienced being stuck in snow and my father being not being able to get home for 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 the weekend because he was stuck somewhere on his car and uh, you know and had to st- sleep with a farmer or something um, but but my, my my main goal was basically you know uh, improving the the service we were giving uh, so I started to go around with our people and asking what's the solution how can we do this I did uh, write to Toyota USA or TMS ask them if they could help us to get better parts that wouldn't be breaking all the time and and that would be more the car would be more secure uh, they were quite helpful but basically uh, uh, nobody had the solution uh, nobody had had the uh, had the package that we needed uh, so so we came back or I came back and and we discussed what we can do and started to talk to some some engineers and, and some more people and in the end uh, I got a backup from the whole company that we would uh, set up our own own conversion uh, part that would try to develop the vehicles to meet this need and we hired engineers uh, and people that were expert uh, in with cars in, in, in this field uh, or users uh, uh, and, and um, we started doing cars and in the beginning we we called it Toyota Accessories uh, but uh, uh, later on we, we renamed this this or the Icelandic word for Toyota Accessories which is Toyota Ökkalutr but we realized we couldn't use the name Toyota for something uh, uh, Toyota was uh, had not approved Toyota Japan and at this time they of course they had not uh, they later on they, they became uh, it, it became more but at the, you know they, they more recognized but at this time they basically turned a blind eye to what were what was going on uh, and we 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 renamed the the, uh, the operation to Arctic trucks but this was still at that time within Toyota Iceland um, uh, we became quite successful in Iceland we we, we became um, a market leader in, in three years we, we had a, our 22% market share and, and, and we had the happiest customers and <laughs> things were going well and the dream vehicle for people in Iceland if you didn't ask if, you, if money was not an issue was a Land Cruiser so by that time you know we had people really wanted uh, this they, you know uh, not only for, for, for how capable it was but it was kind of like a status uh, to be able to do this and and we saw the market for this um, uh, advancing from being, you know, most purely kind of sport and utility based from 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 power companies and farmers and things like that into into a more uh, interest for for the styling uh, and 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 you know the, the the stigma that 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 was turned around this or came around this. So yeah, that was the that was the start. It was that starts in 1990, and 
and yes and um, we the company continues uh, to work within Toyota Iceland we established operation in in the uh, in Norway and uh, we did that we did expedition in, in Antarctica a small one and another one in in, in Greenland uh, but in 2005 uh, we separate or I, I, I uh, at this time I'm president for Toyota Iceland um, I, I uh, left Toyota, Toyota and I uh, took Arctic trucks with me and we turned it into a into a, a private company or and uh, not uh, owned by Toyota Iceland so so at this point we we start uh, working with many other brands as well uh, Toyota is still a very strong strong part of it we had a huge and valuable experience based on working with Toyota vehicles and we work very closely with Toyota but uh, let's say we open doors to two other other brands as well at this point you're probably the best known vehicle modification company that specializes in the preparation of vehicles for cold environments arctic trucks is involved in a wide variety of projects from robotics research to vehicle design to recreating historic crossings can you tell us a bit about some of the projects that have most excited you since you started arctic trucks i i think i think the big uh, biggest um so now internationally known projects was uh, was our trip with uh, Top Gear um, with Jeremy Clarkson, uh, James and Richard to to the magnetic North Pole in uh, in 2007. Uh, I was uh, very much involved with that, uh, the planning and the and, and and did the trip myself. And I think that was kind of like a for me. Uh, the biggest wake-up call that this was actually a huge fun to do, and 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 I kind of I, I got some sort of a uh, you know infection that I really want to do this more, do more of this. Um, the uh, but uh, since then we have done you know over thirty expeditions uh, in Antarctica, big expeditions, uh, and uh, some bigger than others, uh, some more more known and some more challenging and less challenging so so um, i think uh, i think the biggest challenge we've ever faced uh, is probably it's probably the first expedition we did in antarctica it was a very long route uh, it was a very challenging logistic that we were going to do and we had very little knowledge to build on today we can we can we can do this. Uh, I wouldn't say easy, but today we 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 have all the facts to work on. We know how much the, we know that the vehicles can drive in the snow that is on the high plateau. We know that they will work in in uh, oxygen that is uh, on a level of, of 4,200 meters or something. If you take, compare to the equator, we know the vehicles are going to work in minus 50. Uh, we know the tires are not going to break. Um, you know, off from the frost. Uh, so, so we know a lot of stuff, and we know we can work around with how when the oil freezes and lubrications and things, things like that. So, so we learned a lot. But the first expedition, we didn't really, we don't have, you know, in Iceland, we normally not facing more than minus twenty-five, uh, possibly minus thirty Celsius. Celsius, but, but. Uh, 
uh, and we don't have any altitude uh, more than 2,000 some meters to, to, to work with. So there was a lot of uh, unknown things there uh, and the distance was uh, so huge that uh, we knew we had to do a lot of... Uh, yeah, this, this was uh, a lot of work basically with many variables and having, having to guess uh, most of them. So, and this was uh, a project done for, for uh, uh, a company called South Pole Challenge uh, and it was filmed, a BBC filming, uh, with a, a film that ended up with called On Thin Ice. And uh, uh, so this was about a race to, to, to South Pole. And this, this was a, a, a big challenge but a huge learning experience for us. Uh, since then, uh, we've done many TV projects. Uh, we've done a um, um, number of uh, individuals uh, that are supporting them uh, to do something quite special. Uh, and we've done scientific uh, support. We have sold vehicles to many national scientific programs. And uh, yeah, so, so um, I think um, I think these things are, are quite uh, quite interesting and yes as as you as you asked before you know uh, regarding uh, uh, something linking to the story is is is, is when uh, uh, repeating history is that uh, uh, the Hyundai expedition when we when Hyundai asked us to set up an expedition where they would take a Hyundai vehicle to drive a uh, drive the route that uh, uh, Ernest Shackleton never managed to do in his famous expedition when they uh, when they got stuck in the ice to take his great grandson and 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 cross Antarctica and 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 finish the expedition. And in this case, we had to had to build up uh, uh, a Hyundai Santa Fe and 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 set up the the logistic that this required. This was quite quite challenging, but very successful. And um, yeah, so, so there are, there are historic also a uh, hundred year anniversary of the uh, Scott and Amundsen when they raced to South Pole. We, there was another race which we also supported. And um, so so in terms of uh, Antarctica, we we have a we have a quite a, a special status, I would say. Uh, we we have gathered so much experience there that that we are capable. Or, or we are confident in our what what we can offer and what we should not offer. So we have we have a combined driven over 340,000 kilometers on on the Antarctica plateau, which is uh, <coughs> this is quite 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 a lot of a lot of driving, a lot of distance, uh, and um, so um, and we can do this uh, if you compare to to the belt vehicles that are normally used um, um, for a light duty expedition. We, we are doing about five to 10 times more per liter on the fuel. So fuel efficiency is, is just a fraction of, of, the, of the, what the belts will need. And we are doing it uh, three to five times faster. Amazing. And, um, you know, in, in, in some ways in more comfort, but, but, but the, but uh, this applies to, like I said, to 
to a light duty we you know when you take the heavy duty uh, belt vehicles and then you can you can uh, basically pull a, a huge amounts of of stuff with you so if you need to do something very very serious on the plateau that, that uh, then you need a well, then we can we can maybe benefit the expedition in in some ways but we cannot pull the you know 20 or 40 or 50 or even 100 tons of, of, of fuel behind us like like some of these vehicles can do you probably have more experience working in in Antarctica than anywhere else yeah well i mean i of course iceland we we, we have uh, uh it's like an, like our back of our hand but if i compare to 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 experiences that that someone or some yeah, someone else has relatively uh, you know we have a huge experience in antarctica in general in in traveling on the plateau and uh, in terms of using tire based vehicles uh, we have uh, we have just uh, th there are very few that have any experience behind on that one a lot of our listeners are no doubt also top gear fans do you have any stories from that expedition that you could share with us <laughs> um yeah i think that was um, like i said before it was it, it made me um, extremely uh, excited about the about the expeditions but but yeah i think maybe in the start uh, it was uh, toyota uk gb that called me and asked you know can we make a hilux drive to the magnetic north pole and um, the first question was, where is the magnetic North Pole? <laughs> and and I didn't know very much about uh, ocean ice. You know, we you know I, I knew snow and glaciers and rivers and stuff like that. But but uh, uh, I, I you know after a little talk, you know I said I think we can do this. Yes, and uh, so it that was kind of where it started. And 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 uh, very soon on, you know we we. Uh, to be very secure or more secure of that you can do it the bigger you you put the tires you know you put a put as big tires as you possibly can so you can deflate more and you can have more flotation in this case we we also the bigger you go the the more distance it comes from from the standard car so we wanted the car to look as close to the uh, standard invincible hilux as, as possible so we we built the car uh, we were considering if a 35 inch would be enough and we quite quickly realized 35 or 37 would not not do it but but we built it with 38 and uh, that uh, was uh, sufficient to do it uh, if i was doing today i would probably go with a bigger tire and have more uh, have an easier ride but there, there were. I'm not quite sure how much, how many stories I can tell. But there were many good stories. And what I, what I think is kind of a, in my general experience, is that I found it extremely nice uh, to work with the team. Uh, I thought they were ex very professional. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and. Uh, uh, of course, I 
when I was asked about this, I didn't really know much about Takir. I, um, it wasn't uh, that, um, wasn't really that ignited me uh, that it was Takir. It was more that, you know, I was super interested in the adventure to, to, mm-hmm. to go and try this. Uh, uh, but uh, during the expedition, I got to know them very well, and and they were uh, they they were very determined to make good TV, and 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 a good TV needs excitement, you know, it needs uh, something to happen. Uh, when you plan an expedition, you are thinking every way you can to avoid something going wrong. And, and uh, I remember uh, my surprise a little bit another, you know, <laughs> when the questions that, that, that came, you know, if, if uh, what could go wrong, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. me having put a lot of effort in making sure nothing would go wrong. Yeah. But of course, as an expedition will always have, have issues. And, and, um, and, um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed them, and I all of them I, I thought they were um, excellent guys, both the uh, both the team behind it and 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 the three presenters. Very good. And uh, you mentioned the tires are those were Nokian tires, were they or? No, uh, the tires we used at that time were was uh, they was prior to to Nokian. So um, one of the issues we've had we struggled with over time. Uh, is that, of course, Iceland? We have we're doing something special, something that that other uh, are not doing. So uh, uh, in the U.S. or where there's the biggest market, you are normally dealing with sand, with with rocks, or maybe mud. Um, and uh, and the tires don't these tires have uh, have uh, you know those those bigger tires really uh, have more compromises than w- they could function much better for our conditions than than you know comparatively uh, on the size than they do mm-hmm. and um, uh, the russians they also make big tires uh, and they on the other hand they are like, too extreme in such a way that we need the tire to function on the streets and we need a tire to be really good on the snow. So we we are somewhere in the middle there. And and so the tire we used in for the top gear was basically a tire we designed our by ourselves. Uh, and and we had had uh, it was a five year process, uh, and we had it built for us in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this process just told us <laughs> we don't want to do this by ourselves again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just too much work, too much cost. So, uh, uh, looking for a better tire and in, in, in a bigger tire category, we talked to uh, Nokian. Um, Nokian has, uh, is building really, really good, uh, uh, specializes in, in winter tires, and, and you know, and we are also using the tires for more than winter. But, but. Uh, they they basically have the, have a fantastic rubber compound. They have uh, the tread is really what we need in terms of grip in snow and ice, and um, uh, and and the way they build the tires, uh, and so so we started that project uh, with Nokian. This is back in maybe 
I can't remember exactly the time, but I'm guessing around 2015 mm -hmm. uh, to build a, a 44 inch tire. And uh, um, that tire is, is, is absolutely magnificent. Uh, that's a tire that comes later into our story and is basically uh, improving our operation in Antarctica in big ways now and uh, also the capabilities that we're doing in, in Iceland and other places. Good. But this tire comes, yes, like I said, it comes a bit later into, into the history or into, into, into the background that we have. Okay. Um, and maybe you could tell us a little bit more about then, you know, the, 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 cl the collaboration between Arctic trucks and Nokian tires and, you know, the evolution of the story. Yeah, um, I think, uh, <clears throat> Um, we have, we had for, 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 for quite many years, kind of been trying to get tire manufacturer to, to make, uh, a, a winter tire, you know, tire that, because most of the bigger tires are just designed for, uh, or, or the, you know, the market for large tires, of course, limited and Iceland as, as a market is, is a very small fraction for, for the big players. But we are trying to get some bigger players to, if they could make for us a winter tire. And uh, uh, with Nokian, uh, they, uh, we really needed uh, a winter tire, uh, especially in the where we had the biggest volume, like in the 35 inch size category. Mm -hmm. There was no winter tire. So uh, that the talk about the 35 inch tire starts earlier. Uh, Again, I'm not quite, can't remember exactly when, but that's probably starts uh, maybe three, four years earlier than, than, than with a bigger tire. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Nokian uh, uh, was keen on, on, on doing this. You know, we can't promise them the, big, the volume that normally they would like, but, but uh, you know, it, it kind of was a, as a good match because Nokian had, has the, has a, has the winter experience, has the rubber experience, has 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 uh, uh, has a, a long, you know, they have they have, you know, they're in Finland, they they have minus forty, and and uh, so so uh, that was a good one. So we it it starts earlier uh, with the thirty five inch tire, which uh, basically uh, we asked them to scale up. Uh, another uh, winter tire they had uh, built it in, in a, basically in the same way and, 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 and gave us a 35 inch winter tire and that tire is, is, is really really good and uh, the uh, uh, yeah the, 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 the big tire uh, the, the one that I have sent you photos and all, all this of later uh, the cooperation of that one starts a bit uh, starts uh, uh, later I guess you know uh, you so much experience and adventures in, in driving in some of the most extreme environments, and I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners would probably never encounter anything like the conditions that you're you're driving in. But would you have some tips for driving in in extreme cold conditions, and you know maybe for pre preparing for driving in conditions? Um, I think I think um, most people with four 
four-wheel drive uh, that are driving in, in, in snow and wintry conditions, uh, they will... Uh, uh, it depends on, 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 of course, the temperature and the type of snow, what, what you can do. But on a standard car, uh, standard 4x4, uh, with, with a standard or, 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 or winter tires, or maybe a little bit, let's say, 32 or 3 inch uh, tires, um, the general rule is, is that the taller and narrower tire will very often cut through into, into your to get you more traction. So if you have a very wide tire, mm -hmm. um, in some conditions it will not con cut through and get, give you the, the grip that is underneath. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, tall narrow tire uh, will in some snow give you the best, uh, uh, you know, get, give you the better best result. But um, And then you put metal chains on and they are quite efficient to, to give you traction in the snow. But once you get above this type of snow and you have to kind of get into, you know, when the snow doesn't really have an end, you know, it, it can be meters, it can be, you know, 20 meters, or it can be 100 meters or something like when you are, you know, it doesn't really, there's no bottom there. Mm -hmm. There is no traction to have underneath. Then you need to float on the snow and you come into like the arena of where the belt does then um, we need the bigger tires and we deflate them and we kind of you know try to build the tires so it be, be, becomes like a belt but as a general rule um, on, a, on a standard car you know uh, uh, it depends on who is who is, who is driving mm -hmm and what this experience is but let's say the person is used to driving a 4x4 and has a, has the feeling for for the car uh, has a feeling for a grip to get a grip um, um, if the car is spinning or, or how it's going so um, there is a similarity with let's say a sand in a sand uh, you uh, you reduce the tire pressure to get a bit more flotation and uh, then you you try to keep momentum you try to uh, not to stop going upwards uh, unless you are going to go back go back down so you, you try to stop in a in a way that you you can you have the momentum with you mm -hmm. for a person that has this experience this can get him can help him but this can also work against him because uh, in the snow speed or momentum can work against you and the trick is to know when it works with you and when it doesn't work when it works against you so sometimes in the snow you it's all about never losing a grip never have any of the tires spin preserve the grip you have and be as gentle to go forward as possible as possible and um, th this this is a trick that is sometimes hard for people to to get and, and you automatically maybe you're getting stuck you 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 decide to give it more gas and and you are completely stuck you know you, you just dig yourself down the tires just spin and they take away everything you have for for grip mm -hmm. um, so that that is one thing and, and another thing that you frequently 
are dealing with with uh, in in wintry condition is is a whiteout that basically means your 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 visibility uh, goes away it can go away because uh, there is a big snowstorm so so the so there's just snowing so hard and and blowing so hard that you can't see in front of your car but it can also happen that that uh, all the contrasts go away so you cannot distinguish uh, between the horizon and the, and the snow and you cannot see any anything in front of you it's all white and so another trick of of uh, of course if you're driving following a road uh, or, or you know that is marked you you may be able to see but if you're following a track or or basically you're driving on on some sort of tundra uh, then uh, you need to follow uh, use the gps uh, you need to have have a point or or, or a track or whatever you want you're following to try to to navigate by and the real trick is when this is happening is if you are in some sort of slope uh, in such a way that let's say you're on a side slope and you're going upwards you're you're sitting in the car you're looking at the gps and um, you may be going in the direct line but your steering is up you feel you're 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 turning into the side slope so you feel that you are over turning into the into the slope and your senses tell you you have to have to correct the vehicle and then uh, you go off line uh, or you go off off the off the track and uh, uh, this is a uh, uh, tough training uh, training as well and I guess a pilots will 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 in some way have this kind of experience uh, when they that trust the instrument when you are when you're driving good advice really interesting uh, obviously you're you're from Iceland can you can you tell tell me for you what, what's so special about Iceland and maybe share any suggestions or recommendations for anyone thinking of exploring Iceland in a four-wheel drive yeah um what's so special about Iceland <laughs> if you ask an Icelandic person it's everything is special <laughs> you know we always I agree. We, we always think highly of ourselves yeah. I think that's that's part of the part of the culture yeah. um, I mean I think um, and again it comes a little bit what you compare to but I, I you know in my experience I, I travel quite a lot uh, if I compare to Europe, it's quite unique uh, in, in terms of landscape, in terms of uh, variety of, of scenery that you have and colors. Um, and but uh, you know, and, and uh, it's of course a volcano, uh, volcanic, and having geothermal energy, having a lot of waterfalls, having glaciers and things like that. And um, uh, even if it's well it's it's relatively big a, a very big compared to the population uh and uh, uh, but of course it's an island with a with with uh, in the middle of the atlantic ocean or, or kind of north north atlantic ocean touching the arctic circle um so uh, so we are we benefit from the gulf stream but 
what for for me you know i can i can i can say for myself my my what i feel special about iceland is uh, uh, i would say the freedom uh, you uh, the options of going kind of like uh, away from from going somewhere where there's nobody or, or very few people is 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 uh, and just the fresh air the 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 you know the, the there's there's some sort of uncertainty in 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 what 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 tomorrow brings but uh, there is a there is a freedom in 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 the way of just uh, being able to take off um being allowed to take off and you are not driving on a paved road all the time you're not it's not planned you know it's, it's not um, i don't know how to say this but but uh, uh, there's a completely different w different way of going somewhere where everything is organized and you can see the the man plant everything behind it mm -hmm. to a place where there's a little dirt track or maybe there's just a snow when you're just driving on the snow mm -hmm. and um, uh, you basically a bit upon your own you have to have to kind of rely on you have some uncertainty ahead of you mm -hmm. um, this this is one of the issues that I think uh, at least living in Iceland gives you is this option to to experience a little bit of an adventure. Mm -hmm. The adventure is not the same if you if if if, if it's all kind of like if you're repeating something again and again. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, overall, I mean, I think our our uh, the options, what you can do, you can you can of course go on a, on a very planned route, like uh, seeing the 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 geysers and the, and, the, and the waterfalls and things like that and it's it's a beautiful sight you know it's uh, it's something that i uh, when i get take uh, friends coming over it's something i think they need to see mm -hmm. because it's it's quite it's quite uh, it's quite quite uh, beautiful and it's powerful and it's it's in many ways a raw nature doing the doing it doing its things um but personally, when I want to enjoy something myself, I, I go more more off the grid, off the more into the wild. Mm -hmm. um, when we drove there, you know, it's t more than ten years ago now. But one of the, like you say, just the sense of isolation, and you could be driving for hours and hours and not see another vehicle. It's just an amazing yeah. feeling just to be out, out in the the highlands. Yeah, um, I, I I think Iceland also offers you know if you if you are a hiker. Uh, if you uh, or, or a biker, you know, if you're on a bike or a hike, or uh, it it has some uh, it has uh, a really really uh, uh, it has a lot to offer. There's a there's a lot of uh, possibilities to uh, to see and do, but but this season uh, is very important in what you want to do. So if you if you're coming in the summer times, you know. Of course, it's 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 quite busy uh, most of the country. So, if you want to get out of 
out of the tourism main main uh, lines you kind of need a, a bigger car than, <laughs> than the land is normal for, for that people can rent and uh, <clears throat> otherwise you you are likely to meet a lot of people um, or at least some um, but uh, the uh, the other thing that I, I think uh, you know you can also yeah go hiking or biking and things like that but when you come into into the winter season uh, spring fall and winter uh, new options come in but and there are very few people or much fewer people than here um, I know I know people that come to uh, to Iceland uh, for and to enjoy the city uh, or, or some nightlife or something like that but that's something that's never kind of challenged me very much but but uh, it's it's uh, I know people that actually enjoy that Let's say prior prior to COVID, we don't have so much happening right now. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I absolutely love uh, late February, March, April, early May. The freedom that gives us to to explore on uh, on the vehicles uh, to go. Uh, to set our own routes in the highlands over the glaciers. Uh, and that's uh, that time of year has everything snow covered so we can go where we're where basically uh, uh, we, we don't have to follow any tracks or anything we just we're just driving on the snow and when when the snow is gone nobody sees any tracks or anything is left yeah. behind it's uh, quite like a like a untouched nature still very good i didn't realize that i thought that i thought you always had to follow the tracks no no uh so so uh, in the summertime you have to so in the summertime we are very strict uh, not to leave the track, and uh, so so one of our motto is never to leave behind uh, any damage to to the land. Mm -hmm. So we we avoid that very very much, um, and we we stick with the tracks in the summer, and um, uh, we don't make new tracks. Okay. In the winter time when the snow uh, land is frozen and the winter you know and and, and there's snow covered we drive on the snow okay. and then there is no track left behind mm -hmm. and that and at these times then then you really can explore uh, new routes new ways you just have to be careful about if there's a canyon or if there's a river or or, or you're not falling through, or, you know, over a snow bridge or something like that. So there are issues to to explore on, but uh, but you are very much looking at a, a map uh, where you have your GPS, kind of like a detailed GPS with height height routes and stuff like that, and you are exploring. Would I be able to get this route through there, mm -hmm. and 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 can I get into up to this mountain or or to, or to this glacier and so, so this, this, you know, you can do that on on, on the cars with with uh, with the very large tires. You can do it on on snowmobiles, mm -hmm. and you can do that on skis. Uh, um, if you are if you are fit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it, it, it it's uh, there are many many uh, many options that during this time, and uh, when you come into mid March, you have a normal uh, daylight. Uh, so before that, uh, the day is shorter, 
and uh, the weather becomes uh, you know more reasonable than it can be in January February although you kind of never kind of fully fully know but this, this is a fantastic time to explore this sounds magical actually um I guess just in the, have you any obviously you're obviously an adventurer and you, you have some great stories and great experiences have you any future adventures on the horizon coming up yes many okay. <laughs> I'm planning I, I, in front of me are at least four big uh, very big uh, expeditions um, um, some of them are confidential but uh, but then uh, um, I will be. We we are setting up uh, uh, expeditions that do cross Antarctica. Mm -hmm. I haven't put them out yet, but we. This is normally a little bit tailored to the people because these are extremely expensive expeditions. But uh, uh, but they are normally something that no one or very very few people have ever done. Uh, anybody alive. Or, or that um, so um, yeah you know I haven't finalized one but one is going basically from South America no from South Africa uh, into Queen model and the land in, 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 in Antarctica and uh, basically going to South America via South Pole I guess we'll, we'll keep our ears open for that <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been a fascinating chat, and I've actually learned a lot from you as well about winter driving. But um, I guess just before you go, is there anything that you'd like to say to our listeners, or you know, um, you know, tell them anything about Arctic trucks, or you know, just any any message you'd like to to give out? Yeah, thank you. Um... Well, I I would just thank any listener to <laughs> to listen, um, uh, but uh, I think uh, you know um, uh, I'm just very pleased to get this ch uh, chance to to talk to them and or talk to you and and uh, and uh, yeah I mean I think uh, of course Arctic trucks is 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 I, I I see this as a little bit as my as my uh, my life kind of uh, today uh, and the brand and uh, I, I feel uh, I feel quite quite proud of it uh, but um, yeah I, I, I don't really know what to what to uh, say more but but uh, just uh, just thank everyone for listening yeah and if people want to learn more about Arctic trucks or, or contact you they can they can get in touch via your website, I guess. It's yes, yes, uh, and um, soon uh, I hope to have some more. Yeah, so for example, on the on the polar adventures, we have so far mostly been responding to someone else asking us about can we do this, can we do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are planning now to set up, like like I said, this expedition uh, across with uh, on a, on a, on a on a homepage and do some more but this will take maybe one or two months to 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 finalize but but yeah you can find more uh, information about Artitros on our website it's we are operating in the UK and Russia and then a few other places Norway and 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 UAE and, and some but um, um, uh, most of these uh, conversions there are are with a, like a 35 inch conversion which really gives you 
you know, like for the summer driving in Iceland, it, it's just changes the dynamics of, of driving on, on a bad road because you can reduce the tire pressure much more than you can do in, in the small small uh, tires and then the vehicle will will um, go much smoother over over the rough road so this is this is the main thing for about the 35 um, the 35 is not going to give you very far in, in on a glacier or, or unless the the snow are, are really really favorable but but it's it's a uh, this is very much what we are are focusing on in uh, in most market is is this is smaller conversions well, and, and they look you, great oh, they do they look amazing <laughs> i remember one of the things when we were in iceland as well we, we saw all these toyotas with the massive tires and they just do look they do look great as well yeah i know i know they're the you know um they're the one time my niece came to me and you know when i was early on in with toyota and 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 uh, she said, "I want, I want my Land Cruiser on this on these um, tires." And uh, I, I knew she never, she was a goldsmith, and she never went out of the town. And I said, "Well, you have no need for this, you know. This, no, but I, they, this just looks so good." <laughs> so that was a new thing for me. I always, I was always thinking, you know, what do you need? Well, how do you use it? But, uh, but that, that, that's an element to it too. Yeah, looking cool. <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it was really great talking to you, Emil, and may, uh, hopefully we can we can have you on, on again sometime in the future to talk to you about some of your new uh, upcoming expeditions. But um, thank you very much for taking the time to join us, and thank it was you. a pleasure talking to you. Thank you too. Okay. Bye. Bye bye.